You know, you got to love USC strategy one year before they moved to the big conference. It looks like they opened up a AAA affiliate down in Tucson, Arizona. We're going to talk about that here on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's coming along and joining the show, hopefully. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't done so already, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. It would mean a whole heck of a lot. And again, to those of you who already have, thank you. You always follow me at Twitter, at Mark, M-A-R-C, Culkin, K-U-L-K-I-N. Okay, here we go. So, you know what? You don't make the big squad right out of high school. You got to ride the bus, do a little extra hard work, work at a lesser location for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden, you get the call to the big show. kind of feels that way with USC and the University of Arizona. It's almost like they set up a a minor league affiliate down there in Tucson, Arizona, letting uh, that program develop players out of high school uh, who might've wanted to be Trojans, but didn't get the opportunity. So heck, it's not just Tucson. We might as well just call it the state of Arizona. Um, You know, last year USC was able to pluck away uh, Eric Gentry from Arizona state, all PAC 12 conference uh, linebacker. This year, they took the all-Pac-12 conference punter kicker, uh, is it Eddie Kaplicki, Zaplicki, from Arizona State? Well, this year, they're focusing down in Tucson. So uh, they say things happen in threes. Uh, first, it was the defensive tackle, uh, Keon Bars. We spoke about him uh, last week on this show. And then... On yesterday's episode of Locked on USC, we talked about uh, how USC was able to get um, Christian Roland Wallace away from the Wildcats, perhaps their best uh, cover corner. Well, here comes the Pac-12's leading wide receiver in 2022, Dorian Singer. (laughs) Uh, Huge get for USC, to say the least. Assuming Addison is going to the NFL, number you know, first round draft pick. Everybody believes he's leaving after the Cotton Bowl. <coughs> Excuse me. Here comes Singer. In 2022, he had 66 catches, 1,105 yards, and six touchdowns. Oh, by the way, half of those touchdowns came in one game against USC. He also had seven catches for 141 yards in that game uh, that USC held on to win down in Tucson. So what does Dorian bring to the table? Six foot one, 185, 200, somewhere in that in that range. Great hands, or I should say hand. Again, if you watched that game against USC, he was making some spectacular catches. Um I mean, it was just all sorts of awesomeness from that guy. And had he made a couple more catches, really hard, difficult catches in the end zone, man, maybe uh, 
and USC has another loss on their record. Nevertheless, they, he didn't, USC doesn't, and he's going to be a Trojan in 2023. So you're now, you know, is it addition by subtraction? You lose Jordan Addison, but you bring in Dorian Singer. So you're adding into what do you got? Mario Williams, Kyle Ford, Michael Jackson III, Kyron Hudson. Um, who am I leaving out? C.J. Williams. Then you get the two uh, recruits coming in, Makai Lemon, Zachariah Branch. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> USC is going to be just fine at wide receiver and quarterback, for that matter, as long as Lincoln Riley is the head coach at USC. So there you have it. Uh, who knows? We'll see. Maybe there'll be more Arizona Wildcats or Arizona State Sun Devils or Northern Arizona players. Who knows? Um, USC is doing really well through the transfer portal via the city of Tucson, Arizona. Staying on the uh, recruiting front here in this first segment, what if um, if we're taking Mateo Ugolele's um, words at face value, he says he wants to enroll in time for spring camp, okay? Then doesn't that mean he's going to be making his announcement sooner rather than later? The early signing period starts Wednesday, ends on Friday. He's going to have to make his intentions known between now, between Wednesday and Friday. So, pick a day. Is it going to be on Wednesday, Thursday, or is he going to draw it all the way out to the end on Friday, whatever the deadline time is? Should be interesting. We'll find out. Scott Schrader, recruiting guru over there at wersc.com. Oh, by the way, we still got that subscription subscription special going on. Ten bucks for the year gets you through training camp, ball camp, August thirty first, twenty twenty three. Go sign up; it's worth it. You can come here for your first listen every day, but then when you want some VIP stuff that I can't give away here for free, go check it out. What's gonna hurt you? Uh, anyways, he, Scott gave his uh, prediction, and it was for the good guys. So again, you pick a day—Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Does he is he going to make his announcement? And then, are we going to see him spring camp USC twenty twenty three? I don't think it's going to be a package deal with his brother. Uh, there's a good chance that uh, DJ could end up quarterback at Fresno State. UCLA, maybe. UCLA just flipped a uh, big commitment away from the Oregon Ducks. Five-star quarterback, Dante Moore. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe uh, on another episode when I feel in the mood to uh, have some fun at both of those programs' expense, which uh, maybe that's tomorrow. Who knows? So, uh, oh, and just so you know, USC is not done in any way, shape, or form with this news. USC also uh, got a commitment on Monday, if you're watching Locked on USC here on Tuesday. Linebacker Mason Cobb from uh, Oklahoma State. He gave his commitment to Lincoln Riley. Cobb spent his first three years in Stillwater. Um, and then last year, this year, I guess I should say, 2022, he had a 
his breakout season, 96 tackles, 13 of those for a loss, two sacks, and he also had an interception. And so according to the on three transfer portal rankings, uh, Mason Cobb is the number four linebacker in this transfer portal, transfer portal cycle. And he still has two years of playing time available. So a uh, big pickup that immediately not only just adds the depth to the room, but you've got Taka Curtis, high school recruit coming in, top linebacker, one of the in the country. You've got uh, the transfer from Georgia State, Jamil Muhammad. And you've got Shane Lee and Eric, Eric Gentry coming back. Suddenly things are looking up in the linebacker room. So we'll see how things work out. Um, nevertheless, getting Mason Cobb is a good first step if we're going to talk about uh, Stillwater. And we're only going to talk about Stillwater for a couple more moments here because um, USC is in the running for a defensive end. And this is another position of need for USC. His name is Trace Ford. He jumped into the transfer portal last Tuesday, according to his Twitter. And in 2022, he had, uh, let's see, 15, he had three tackles for a loss in, 22, in 2022. And so far, he's had 59 career tackles um, at, in his time in Stillwater. He played his high school ball in Edmond, Oklahoma. And then on Saturday, this past Saturday, he started his 48-hour official visit uh, with Mason Cobb at USC. And then Ford announced via social media on Monday that he's done with the recruiting process. So take it for what it's worth, whatever that means. Heading into uh, the, his visit, he was flirting around with uh, Auburn, Oklahoma, and SMU. It's now down to USC and Oklahoma. So if you're looking to do something new, which uh, he's obviously looking to do you know if if you're looking to do something new why stay in oklahoma you know and if you are going to stay in oklahoma stay in stillwater why move down the road to norman la might be the destination and his mom kind of maybe threw out a little subtle hint um it was not, she was there on the visit and not only will her son get coached up by sean Nua. Uh, her daughter goes to college about three hours north of USC. So a little built-in advantage. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out sooner than later. USC is going to fill another need at defensive end. Now, I got to be honest. It would sting a little bit if he chooses Norman, Oklahoma and Brent Venables over Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch. Um uh, Hold on to that thought for a little bit later in the show, and you'll understand why. So, again, if you're going to do something new, you're already in Stillwater. If you're looking for something new, head out to the coast. Go play for Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley in a chance to, you know, national, national championship playoffs. Is Oklahoma ready for that next year? I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be making an announcement pretty pretty soon in the, in the in the very near future from what I understand. All right. If you want to stay linked in, 
for what's happening with recruiting, you know you come to Locked On USC. If you need to get a job, if you're hiring, you're going to head on over to LinkedIn Jobs because these days every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, so you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that are out there for you. Uh, that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on cans with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Got a question for you Trojan fans. Why is running back Austin Jones um, waiting to make a decision whether he's going to stay and play another year at USC or head to the NFL or jump on the portal? I mean, I understand why Thule, Thule Pelotu, and I guess in, to a lesser extent, Justin Dietrich, why they're waiting till after the Cotton. I get it. Uh, in fact, Thule gave it a little update, said that he's just focused on the game, and when the time comes, he'll make a decision. Um, he's in no hurry. There's a reason he's in no hurry, and same reason that Justin is going to stay at USC. If you're not, in Thule's case, if you're not a first-round draft choice, and he's not showing up on any first-round mock draft boards, he's showing up uh, mid to late second round. Not necessarily guaranteed money. Good money in there. And Thule's going to make a roster. Don't make, make no mistake about that. He will make a roster. But it's not guaranteed money. Stick around at USC. Improve on some of the weaknesses that you're being graded on. Get guaranteed money, NIL money. I get it. Justin Dietrich, he needs to put some film on tape, you know, put some time at center on film for the NFL. That's going to be much, very beneficial. And he can get compensated for a year at USC as well. But why is Austin Jones? Why is he waiting? Um, if he leaves, you know, USC is left with Darwin Barlow and Rayleigh Brown as your scholarship running back. It's a nice, you know, it's a nice one-two combination. Um, but after that, you've got two youngsters coming in. You've got Quentin Joyner and Amarian uh, Peterson, the, the two running backs from the state of Texas. Uh, Joyner is similar in size to both Barlow and uh, Ray Leak. Amarian is the bigger of the two high school guy kids. He's six foot two, about two ten. So he would be similar in size to Austin Jones. So if Jones does leave, um, in my opinion, obviously it's my opinion, I'm saying it, duh, big red truck, USC needs to hit that transfer portal. 
you need another you need another experienced guy. So whether Austin decides, hey, I'm gonna go test the NFL, or he's going to try another um, another school through the transfer portal, which I haven't heard. So I'm, I'm guessing he's leaning on coming back. Maybe he's negotiating an, an idea, an IL package. Who knows? Uh, I, I really do think that plays a big part in the decision making now with redshirt juniors and uh, seniors, especially if they have an additional year still available to them because of the COVID. Um, that's a, it plays a factor. So we'll see. Uh, neither Barlow or Brown are what you would consider between the tackles running backs. Now, they can be. I'd love for them to prove me wrong, but they're not the biggest of guys. And so far, Darwin has had ball security issues. Um, he looked much better this past season. And Ray Leak is a freshman. He just needs to get bigger. But he is your home run threat. You need pass protection out of your running backs. So again, Austin Jones, of those three on last year's roster, we know Travis Dye ain't going to be around. He's the best pass protector. Uh, so the two freshmen are going to be in a similar situation coming in. Are they just going to be outstanding pass protection and be able to step in and play the role? Running back is one position that freshmen can step in and play right away. You don't want to ask too much of them. You want to kind of spot play them and let them build themselves up as the season goes along. Uh, nevertheless, running back and wide receiver are the two spots on offense where freshmen can just step right in and play. And maybe these guys can do it. Who knows? So like I said, I is Jones, is he working on an NIL package? Um, or is he, wait, or is he waiting to see if you, is USC planning to bring another running back in uh, through the portal? You know, it, there's been rumors. There's guys out there. It's been kind of on the download lately, very quiet. Typically when something's on the quiet and USC is circling, swirling, you know, hovering like a vulture, stuff happens. Like I said, early signing days, you got Wednesday through Friday, transfer portal's still open. And uh, again, the portal will be open again in the spring in 2023. And then, you know, with the addition of Dorian Singer, here's something else to consider. Um, is that going to cause one or more of the existing wide receivers in the room to look elsewhere? We know about Gary Bryant Jr. He's already, you know, he redshirted. Maybe he comes back. Uh, I don't know. But, you know, the NCAA said that if you're redshirting, you can play in the bowl game. Maybe we'll see GB1 playing in the Cotton Bowl. Who knows? Very fluid, lots of stuff going on uh, between now and when the portal closes and by the end of the bowl game and spring camp. Stick around here on Locked on USC. Trust me, I'm going to be bringing you all the information as it happens as quickly as I can. So uh, you know where to come every day for your first listen. Right here. That's right. All right, but we're going to play it safe also. Never going to divulge too much. But you know what else you want to do? You want to drive safely. <clears throat> Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. 
Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think the law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And if driving and driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. The following was paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety and Advisory Transportation Commission. Okay, question for the viewers and listeners. We actually, this was one of the questions uh, that was brought up on Inside the Trojan Huddle. That's the uh, weekly podcast I do over there at wrsc.com. Question is, what can Lincoln Riley do to change the perception um, that he doesn't care about defense? He's just an offensive guy. And as long as his teams can score X amount of points, they're going to win 90% of the games. Okay. Well, what's the old saying? Um, perception is one man's reality. So there's a perception out there that Lincoln Riley doesn't give two rips about defense. We know that's not true. <laughs> okay, let's 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 get beyond that. It's hyperbole. Yes, he's an offensive mind. Absolutely. Yes, he's loyal to the bone, and Alex Grinch is his guy, and he believes in him, believes in him as a defensive coordinator. And you know what? So far. Uh, he has not been able to produce a championship defense, but the defense has been able to do enough at Washington State, Ohio State, and when Lincoln Riley brought him to Oklahoma with him, they got to the playoffs. Have they won? No. Um, nevertheless, he's got a resume and a record that speaks for itself. So, how do you change that perception is the question. Don't anticipate uh, Lincoln Riley changing his defensive coordinator between now and sprint camp. Not happening. Um, it's not going to happen in 2023. So it's the next solution, obviously. You want to improve the roster with defensive players, right? Get better players on defense. Better assistance. You know, if you're not going to replace your defensive coordinator, is it possible that one or maybe two uh, assistants get scooped up for um, coordinator jobs elsewhere? Better paying jobs elsewhere? That's a possibility. So do you bring in, quote-unquote, veteran assistants? Those are really the three only, there's really only three different ways you're going to improve the defense. So you, there's a better defensive coordinator out there that, you know, you can't refuse. Um, or you just 
keep developing the players you have and keep bringing in better players. When USC wins, obviously that'll change the perception. USC, as I said in 2022, all they needed was a serviceable defense. Well, it started out opportunistic. I don't think 2023 is going to create as many turnovers and have the same type of plus minus advantage that USC experienced in 2022. Will they be better in 2023 as a defense? I I think so, because they're bringing in um, better players, higher quality players than what was already on the roster. And I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody who was there. I'm just trying to be pragmatic about it. USC is trying to bring in better players. That's what the transfer portal's for. You know, let's we just have to be matter of fact about this. <clears throat> You know, the other thing is, um, if that doesn't happen where the defense doesn't improve in 2023, same scheme, same X's and O's, same defense coordinator, and for the most part, same assistants, but different players, well then, I, I think Lincoln Riley, his hand might be forced if he's one of those guys who, if he's not going to um, make a move on his own, if Athletic Director Mike Bone starts hearing whispers from the donors. If he starts feeling pressure, will he start applying pressure to Lincoln Riley? Big business. Lincoln's making a lot of money. He came to USC to win a championship. And <clears throat> as he, there's not going to be a lot of latitude considering he's shown that you can go from four and eight to the brink of the playoffs in one season. And you only get Caleb Williams for one more year. He could stay for two more years. You're only getting Caleb Williams for one more year before he becomes the number one, the overall, the number one overall draft pick in the 2024 draft. So, yeah, Lincoln Riley knows 2023 has a lot riding on it. And defense will be a priority uh, through the transfer portal, recruiting, through spring camp, all the way through fall camp. Because if that defense does not get better in 2023, you're going to be wasting a lot of offense. And USC is building a freaking juggernaut on offense. So, there you go. You tell me your thoughts on that. What do we do? What should Lincoln Riley do to change the perception that he does care about defense? Big picture, though. What did he inherit, and how much time did he have to change it? But what does he have to do going forward? All right. I want some feedback on that. Until then, everyone, you kind of know what to do until the next episode of Locked on USC.